and welcome to So What's the Problem, in which we rewatch a movie from our youth to determine if it's problematic by today's standards. I'm Jen. I'm Jimmy, and I hate everything. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing the Care Bears movie, which was released in the US on the 29th of March 1985, the UK on the 2nd of August 1985, and Ireland on the 25th of October 1985. This is the same year. Um... It was written by Peter Soder and directed by Arna Selznick. It stars the voices of Mickey Rooney, Jackie Burroughs, Cree Summer, Sonny Besson Fresher and uh, Frasher? Frasher, I think. I, I think it's Fresher, but I wrote Frasher. Uh, and Brian George. And Georgia Ingle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of people. Well, I love her, so I wanted to make sure okay. she was mentioned. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. All right. Jimmy and I have thought of three problems the movie has each we'll discuss them we also have each thought of one positive the movie has uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> uh what's your history with this movie i saw it once um i was friends with a boy at school who had a twin sister and in 1986 uh, it must have been around about 1986 uh their 10th birthday i think um, they had a birthday party and we were allowed to watch movies because I think that was a way of the parents just sort of like yeah I can't be arsed with games and stuff let's just stick movies on so they got a, a couple of new movies out of the, the old video store and um, he picked He-Man and She-Ra Secret of the Sword so you know respect mm-hmm. and the sister picked this <laughs> so we had to watch it or there was no cake we wouldn't allow cake if we didn't watch this movie. So, fuck this movie. Wow, okay. <laughs> so, what's your history with it? Um, I'm going to guess I saw it in the theatre. Um, I was pro- I would have been three when this came out, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theatre, and I watched it a bunch at home. I'm not even sure if I ever owned it. I think I just rented it a lot. I don't know. Maybe I mm. owned it. But, um, yeah, I loved me some, some Care Bears, and I still... I still love me some Care Bears. I uh, mm-hmm. I forget when, I, well, I guess, I forget when it was, but they recently had, I think, the 35th anniversary bear, and I bought that. It's very fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it, but I just remember thinking it was really kind of weird. The book kind of freaked me out. So, yeah, but I haven't seen it. I mean, I should be saying I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I bought the DVD like 15 years ago, so I saw it probably around 15 years ago. As everyone knows by now, I'm a few years older than you. Mm-hmm. Like, the Care Bears would be on TV and My Little Pony would be on TV. Um, but obviously I would watch things like He-Man and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, right? Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I was a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch a TV show called Kissifer. Are you aware of Kissifer? No. I'm not aware right. of things you make up. No, it's not me. <laughs> uh, Kissifer was about a little sort of. He was a, a a little bear, and it was about him and his dad. I think he was a sing. His dad was a single father, but they lived in the woods, and they had loads of um, adventures in the woods. Hello, folks. Editing Jimmy here. I don't usually do this sort of thing, but I just wanted to put this in here because I found out what Kissifer was actually about. I was a bit wrong, kind of right, but. Um, his mother, the circus bears, and his mother dies in a circus accident. And as they are traveling in the circus train, the circus train crashes, and they get lost in, well not lost, they hide out in the swamp. 
Um, and there's alligators trying to eat Kissy for every given moment of the time. Um, but yeah, so that's what Kissy Pur is about. It's from 1986. And I watched some of the pilot, and holy shit, that shit's depressing. Thank you. Back to the show. And that show rocked. And that was sort of like a. I don't know if it was. I think it was aimed at boys and girls. It didn't skew one way or the other, and that's why I liked it. Um, and Kissy Pur is called Kissy Pur because uh, his real name was Christopher, but he couldn't pronounce his own name, mm-hmm. so he could only say Kissy Pur. So that's why the show was called Kissy Pur, and that's cute as fuck. Uh, but yeah, that and I watched Gem. I used to watch Gem a lot. Gem holds up too. Yeah, Gem Gem rocks. <laughs> you know, literally. Um, Gem's great. So it's not as though I was like, oh, I don't want to watch that because it's for girls. Because occasionally I would watch things that were sort of aimed more at girls, but I just couldn't get into Care Bears. Couldn't get into My Little Pony. Um, I watched Popples. Oh, I love Popples. I love pop. Yeah. I actually have a popple pop vinyl, a popple vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I don't know why I couldn't get into Care Bears. I don't know. And even now, just watching it, I'm like, you know what? Fuck off with your "it's love everyone" bullshit. Wow. <laughs> what a cynical nah, kid. <laughs> well, that, yeah. No, actually, I wasn't like that as a kid. I was quite, um, because Kissy Fur is like that. Kissy Fur is like, it's a show about friendship. On the Get Along Gang. Oh, yeah, I watched that. Gang. I love me some Get Along Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love the Get Along Gang. And it had, um, I had like, Marvel did a comic of the Get Along Gang. Uh, so I used to get that. Um, but then shows like Kissy Fur, which I genuinely think is really good, and the Dungeons and Dragons animated series, which I think is really good, and still holds up. If you've got a TV show that is, like, exceedingly well written, it doesn't matter if it's a cartoon that was made during the 80s, which this is not. This is not exceedingly well written. This is, this is badly written. Wow. But I do appreciate the sentiment behind it. I do genuinely appreciate the okay. sentiment behind Care Bears, but this movie took me two nights to watch. <coughs> it was a chore. <laughs> and I hate you. <laughs> so next time we should do There's Something About Mary. Is that what you're saying? No, I think next time we should do uh, Care Bears movie too. A uh, new generation about what it's called. Okay. Um, That's what I'll pick next. <laughs> You know, I would probably watch it. I'd probably still hate you, but I'd watch it. Um, well, I want to talk a little bit about the woman who created some of the cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, she created... God, I should have pulled up her name. Uh, she created Strawberry Shortcake, and I don't think she created the concept of the Care Bears, but she did create a lot of the Care Bears. And she yeah. lives in Tulsa, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. And uh, she does a lot of um, appearances at a local store here, and uh, she she's pretty great. And she made uh, she's made prints for charity. She's done oh Muriel Farion, I think that's how right. you say her name. Um, she and these were both Care Bears and Strawberry Shortcake were created by American greeting cards. Yeah. Um, which people don't realize they were like greeting cards first. 
Yeah, I, I knew about Care Bears, but I wasn't. I didn't know about Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah, that, that was. Yeah. But so she she's the artist who drew them, and uh, last year she drew, for charity she drew a Black Lives Matter bear, and she mm-hmm. also did one called Stay at Home Bear for COVID. Um, and she's a cool, cool lady. And I went to an event she was at once and got some signed prints. And there was a, uh, this is pr- obviously pre-COVID, there was a strawberry shortcake bar where you could make your own strawberry shortcake. <laughs> but she's cool. Like, I, I'm I'm upset I didn't have the money for one of those Black Lives Matter prints because I thought they were really yeah. cool. Um, but I just wanted to mention her because she's a, she's a cool, cool lady. Nice. I never watched uh, Strawberry Shortcake. I never watched Strawberry Shortcake either. I watched Rainbow Bright. I love Rainbow Bright. Because Rainbow Bright's horse was cool. (laughs) Um, Because I think over here as well, we didn't really know much about the Care Bears. Because I don't think, because, you know, greeting cards, it was more of an American thing. Oh. So they were basically, over here, we just had them as toys. Mm -hmm. Here's a cartoon to try and sell toys. Just like He Man was, and basically everything else in <laughs> the eighties. So, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Okay, let's um, let's get into our problems. Okay. What is your first problem, Jen? Um, I'm a little confused about uh Kim and Jason's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they're talking about how sad they've been since they left. Mm-hmm. Now, normally. In children's movies, the parents are dead. And the Nicholas is telling this whole story to a bunch of orphans. So it seems like Kim and Jason are supposed to be orphans, but like their parents mm. didn't die. They like, did their parents just abandon them? Um, well, they don't really talk about any of the other kids' parents either. And they don't really mention um, death. So, is this a world where people's parents just take off? Like the fastball song? No, I think this is a world where their parents are dead and they didn't want to say that in a a cartoon aimed at kids under five. Yeah, but I feel like enough kids things talk about dead parents that, I mean, kids could deal with it. Maybe not as much today, but like, back in the 80s, we were drowning in dead parents in children's movies. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to go down that route, though. And they just thought, well, let's just say they left. Well, they should have thought about what would be confusing for us when we grew up. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> why would their parents... I mean, well, we, we know. Because they're a couple of little shitty kids to begin with. Wow. But, but no, I, that they are that way because they don't have parents and they've been abandoned. I get that. And they turn out, as soon as they meet the Care Bears, they're like, yeah, we love life. <laughs> So that that gets that storyline out of the way very quickly, um, and then we focus on Nicholas, mm-hmm. Mickey Mickey Rooney Junior. We focus on him, um, like being a little shit. So yeah, because it's mostly as dead parents. The eighties, even before the eighties, a lot of Disney things is dead parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you get a an evil stepmother. They don't get divorced. No one ever gets divorced. No. It's death. Yeah. Because maybe back then you weren't really allowed to see. Yeah, or you're not gonna be like Cinderella's parents are divorced and she doesn't have to clean her mom's house, but she has to clean her dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> What's your first problem? My first problem is the opening song is absolutely fucking terrible. I had it in my head all morning. Uh, it's terrible, and what makes it worse is it was written and performed by Carol King, and that just 
pisses me off. <laughs> because it's like, it's just a, she put together like a hastily put together like a rough demo. The filmmaker said, we're paying you by the minute, aren't we? That'll do. <laughs> and, you know, because it doesn't seem finished. It doesn't seem like an actual song to me. Um, there's no real sort of melody to it. It's just, oh, it's terrible. I actually like this but song. I, I thought you would, because you're a crazy person. Yeah, but, but I don't know if it's a good song or if it's just nostalgia. I think it could be nostalgia. I have some. I have some Care Bear records, by the way. Right, but you know me. I don't. I, I don't have anything against nostalgia because mm. you know. Yeah. I, I I still love things from my childhood. I don't know um, if we could do this podcast if you didn't like nostalgia. True. Because I wanted to do a, like a Hanna-Barbera animated movie for this, but I couldn't really think of one that I would want to sit through and say was problematic. <laughs> um, so that's so you like the song then? Yeah. Um, but here's a bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. Carol King's song, Carolot, became the main song for the film. This was notably criticized decades later by internet comedian and film reviewer Doug Walker in his web series Nostalgia Critic. Walker declares that King's Carolot song sounded unmotivated and dry. Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't like the Nostalgia Critic. Um, not anymore, anyway. Uh, I used to like a lot of his earlier stuff, but um, but now he's just become a wanker who just likes to moan about absolutely everything but yeah that's exactly it right it's just like to me it seems like a demo that wasn't finished and she wasn't allowed to finish it and she doesn't really seem to give a shit about it um but yeah but hey people like it from the <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah now that's fair enough uh what's your second problem so kim and jason get to care a lot which it's like how is this not exciting to you how is it not exciting to you that there's like these talking bears like i these kids are so negative and so cynical and just they don't care about anything they're not like freaking out about how awesome everything is um or at least surprised by how weird it is but anyway so they get there and the care bears are like dude we want you to like life like we're your friends and shit and they're like well no we're going to have a bad attitude and you can't change that. And then they changed their attitude immediately at the beginning of the song. Like there was no yeah. resistance there. And considering how unhappy these kids are, I just wish there'd been a little more grumpiness before finally caving in. No, that's true. It's like, it happens too quick, but I think that is, um, I think that's a problem with the, the entire film though. It's it's kind of weirdly paced, this movie. But the thing is, they sing this whole song. It seems like they should be... Like, they wouldn't have had to change the length of the film at all. They could just have it be where later in the song, they come around. You know? Mm-hmm. No, no, I get you. I get you. I just... But that's... I mean, the, the placement of the song, it's like the kids are instant friends of the Care Bears after the song. Well, during the song. But then they're instant friends with the lion... And the annoying monkey after their song. Mm-hmm. But then, in the very next scene, Hi, I'm a penguin. Great, come with us. Oh no, Whirlpool! What happened to the penguin song? Why hasn't the penguin got a song? <laughs> they were meeting the penguin for the first time. That annoyed me. <laughs> what was your second problem? <sighs> <laughs> the, the Care Bears are a cult. 
they're a bunch of creepy stalkers. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are. I'm sorry, but they are. Okay. Because I feel as though they only really care about someone when they need to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe they actually really give a shit about Nicholas. They just want him to stop. <laughs> I don't really feel as though... Because they actually say to him, right now we care about you the most. And it's like, no, you don't. You just want him to stop being evil. The very first time they meet Jason and Kim, it's like, we've been watching you from our cloud in the sky where no one else can see us. They're creepy, creepy cultists. All right. And Secret Bear's a little dick who just keeps whispering. And it's like, what are you saying about me? <laughs> you know? They're just a bunch of weird little fucking teddy bears. And I just want to drop kick a lot of them. Wow. Okay. <sighs> you know what? Did- you know what? Mm-hmm. I think you need mm-hmm. a visit from the Care Bears. I would massacre a lot of them. No, you I wouldn't. Would, they would, would kill you I with would. kindness. <laughs> You see, I do like things. I'm I'm not a, I'm not really a hateful person, mm-hmm. and I don't even really hate the Care Bears. It's just the way they were presented in this movie to me just seemed a bit strange. I think is I I think I may enjoy the second movie more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to if they, if they're the same in that movie. If they meet children and say, "Hey, we've been watching you. We know what you like." Oh yeah. So I'm just going to assume you agree with me. Right, so... So what's your third problem? My third problem is the evil spirit doesn't have a name. Mm -hmm. It's so lazy. Like, it's just the evil spirit. Like, couldn't the Mm -hmm. evil spirit have a name? It just... It feels like these... Whenever I watch, like, non-Disney movies from, like, the 80s... Or even some of the 90s. It just feels like not a lot of thought is put into it because they underestimate children and they don't give a shit about the parents that have to sit there and watch the movies. And these days, kids' movies are more sophisticated. Yes. Like, they throw... I'm not... And I don't necessarily say they should throw us a bunch of adult jokes like Shrek because Shrek was the first kids' movie I really watched as an adult that, like, had jokes like that. Or it might have even been the first kids movie with like a million penis jokes, but I was scandalized. Um, <laughs> like I was, I don't know how old I was, like 21 or something, 2021. 20, and I watched it with my dad and I, I, and I understood that kids probably wouldn't get the jokes, but I was like, how can they do this? This is so inappropriate. And mm-hmm. it, it was, I was just scandalized, but. I do think there should be things like I wish they would have written movies like this with adults somewhat in mind, because I think that I just don't like them underestimating kids and it just more thought could be put into it. I know it's a movie based on a toy line. Yeah. But more more thought could be put into these things. Um, And I sometimes I wonder if people had understood that in the future... (laughs) We were going to be rewatching things if they would have done things differently. Because I definitely, I mean, I definitely think that with TV, like, I think that they've changed how they do things because they know things are going to be dissected. Mm-hmm. But, like, back in 85, I mean, VCRs barely existed, right? Like, they didn't yeah, know, yeah. they didn't even know that kids were going to be watching these movies over and over and over again. 
And so I think they just, I think that's one of the reasons why they didn't put much thought into it. Because they were like, they're going to see it once or twice in the theater. And that's it. Like, they just, if the people aren't going to think about it very much, we're not going to think about it very much. Yeah. They could treat kids with more respect, but they could also do that with adults as well. Yeah. Because kids aren't going to go see this movie in the cinema themselves. Yeah. Okay. So my third problem is, why does Kim want to be a nurse and Jason a jet pilot? Why not, like, have it the other way around? It's not very progressive, Care Bears. Um, Because girls are nurses and boys are yeah, pilots. Yeah, I know that. I know that's the that's the eighties for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not a very good message to to give to the little girls. I mean, if you're watching it now, if you you show your kid this now, like uh, if you had a young girl mm-hmm. and she watched this for the first time, she'd probably be like, right, whatever. Yeah, the <laughs> jet pilot. Damn the it. kind of kids that I would raise, the kind of girl I would raise, would definitely be like, fuck that. Um, and we have to talk with Xander all the time about gender roles and how much a lot of it's like, I've already had a talk with him about how, um, there's a lot of people that think women should stay home and not work. And he's like, I don't understand. (laughs) But I think, I think it also helps the house you grew up in because I grew up in a house where my mom worked. She worked more hours than my dad. And, uh, I've never lived in a home where the woman did the dishes. So, uh, I had some good examples, but it's still, I mean, because of stuff like this, I still grew up th- thinking certain things were like boy things and girl things. Yeah. And luckily that's changing a little, but not as much as I'd like. Um, especially if you look at clothing stores, things are separated by girls clothes and boy clothes. Mm-hmm. But like, I and I almost get the girl clothes because like most people are not going to dress a boy in a dress, right? Um, mm-hmm. Not that there should be anything wrong with that, but they don't. Mm-hmm. You look at the boys' clothes, girls could totally wear them. Like, I have a friend yeah, yeah. who has a daughter, and when she was a baby, she exclusively um, put her in boys' clothes, because girl clothes were all pink and purple and mm-hmm. rainbows and stuff. And it just, it would be nice if they kind of combined them. I mean, when you have a section, like, usually, you know, the dresses are in one section and the pants are in one section. So you would still kind of have some of the stuff um separated but like put all the t-shirts together because you know what girls can wear t-shirts about science but they don't put those things in the girls section and it's so frustrating and i feel like when i i don't know i feel like i would have been more confident as a kid if i had been not just wearing girl clothes you know yeah and they gender toys in toy stores sometimes and they supposedly stopped at you know target like, it's a department store. They have, you know, a kid section. And they used to have, like, boy toys and girl toys. And, um, it sounds kind of dirty. And they mm. finally got rid of them, but they still have them separated. You know? Mm-hmm. The Barbies are very far away from the Transformers. And the girl superhero stuff, like, um... God, those dogs won't stop barking. <laughs> the girl, see, I forget what it's called, but there's some DC superhero girl thing that's like, you know, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and Wonder Woman and yeah. stuff. That is very far away from the other comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's very obvious what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And that affected me as a kid. I wanted some Transformers and no one would buy them for me because they were they were toys <coughs> for boys. Like my mom wouldn't buy them for me. Yeah. And she was pretty progressive. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I wanted popples when I was a kid, but I would I wasn't allowed them because they they were seen more as girls. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I know, but you know, I did have transformers. Um, well, I had a couple of transformers, but I actually had more sort of GoBots toys mm-hmm. because they were cheaper. Um, but I didn't really care because I like GoBots because GoBots was Hanna Barbera. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I just tended to sort of lean more towards the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Right, before we get into our positives, I'm going to go through some of my um, some of my notes as I want to do. Okay. Right, I wrote here, Grumpy Bear is a mood. <laughs> um, and then I wrote, Nicholas got away with quite a lot mm-hmm. in this movie. He gets away with being a horrible, nasty little shit just because he didn't have any friends. And then he grows up to sound like Mickey Rooney. I also hear, well, one of the songs was playing, I wrote, For the love of fuck, hire singers. Please hire singers. <laughs> because Jason's singing voice made my ears bleed. Um, poor kid. But I know. Uh, at least Kim is voiced by Cree Summer. Yeah. Who is a genuine, she can actually sing. <laughs> if you are following voice actors, she's like mm-hmm. one of the biggest celebrities. Yeah. She's a rock star. Um, she was the original voice of Penny um, and Inspector Gadget because mm-hmm. uh, that was made by the same company as this. Um, she was in. She acted in uh, a different world. She was in a couple of seasons of Different yeah. World. Uh, but she did loads of voice. She's still voice acting today, and she also voiced Christy in the Care Bears movie too. <laughs> She <laughs> so she's even one of the main characters in that. She has three hundred and thirty-eight credits. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. And I know that voice actors tend to have a lot, but that oh, DC superhero mm-hmm. girls—that's what I was talking about before. She right, does yeah, yeah. Catwoman's voice. Yeah, she was uh, Elmira and um, uh, Tiny Adventure. And she was Susie on Rugrats. Yeah, she was a teenager when she did this movie. That's crazy. So. You know, she's. Good for her with this career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to be scrolling forever, if I can be totally yeah, honest. She's done a lot. Um, the evil spirit is very easily defeated. Mm-hmm. Just shut the book. And that was it. <laughs> lock the book. Well, it was hard. It was hard to close. <laughs> yeah, but lock the book, and then that was it. It just fades to another scene. And it's like, well, that was crazy. I mean, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really argue <laughs> with it. Yeah, it was it was too easy. But then again, it's it's just a, it's a kids movie aimed at kids. But at least give us something a little bit more exciting than closing a book. Uh, and my final note is Harry Dean Stanton is the singing voice of the lion. What? what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton is credited <laughs> as the singing voice of the lion. On Wikipedia, it says it's a soundtrack only, but he's actually credited in the movie. That's weird. It says, and Harry Dean Stanton as the singing voice of the line. That's weird. What is your positive of the movie? I want to live in Carolot. Like, I think that it's just so pretty. Like, just the imagery of the movie um, and just the Care Bear world in general, not just the movie. Mm -hmm. It's just so pleasant. And just when I was a kid, you know... 
especially whenever I was on a plane, like looking at the clouds, I would just kind of imagine like if the Care Bears lived there and that I wanted to live there. I love their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing's just really nice and pleasant. It's it's just such a nice idea. I like that cloud car. The cloud. Yeah, I had that. I had that toy, oh, nice. and I loved it so much. I probably have it in storage somewhere because I can't imagine that. If I don't have it, it's because my mom sold it at a garage sale. Because she, I would go out when we had garage sales. I would go out as soon as I woke up, and I would just like be filling my arms with stuff because she would just be trying to sell my <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, no, this is too important to me. And then I would go put it back in the closet and never look at it again. Um, I don't have anything that I had when I was a child because everything got either given away to someone, sold, or chucked in the bin. I have um a little shelf thing, like it has a door mm-hmm. um in my bedroom. It's not huge, but it has a bunch of little figures that I got when I was a kid. And so it's figures of Care Bears and uh, Rainbow Bright, Strawberry Shortcake, Cabbage Patch Kids. And it's just so cute. And it's just like this little, it's my little nostalgia corner. Mm. And it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, are they like older? What are they from the actual period? Or is it from, is it newer stuff that, you know? Um, There's a few newer things, mm. but it's mostly stuff from the 80s. And there, there are some things that I even bought as an adult, like at the flea market or whatever. But they're the ones from the 80s. Yeah. And there's, there's, um, I have a strawberry shortcake that's wearing her, um, nightgown and she's, she was supposed to smell like, I don't even think it's supposed to smell like strawberries. Like it's supposed to smell like something else, but it still kind of smells like it, like almost mm-hmm. 40 years later, which is insane to me. In the eighties, they were really into things that smelled. Yeah. No, the, you had Stinkor from He-Man. Um, and there were, there were a lot of scratch and sniff stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. So, my positive of this movie, Jen. Mm-hmm. It's short. Right, so <laughs> next week's movie. Um, the last movie of uh, Animation Month. We're going to be doing a movie that Jen's never heard of. Okay. And th- the movie we're covering next week is called Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin from 1985. Yeah, Jen's never heard of this movie, have you, Jen? <laughs> No. I told you about it a few weeks ago, and you were like, hmm, what? <laughs> no, I heard of that. So, that's, so that's to look forward to next week. Right, so that's all we have time for. If you would like to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at DropThePilotPod. Uh, ShiftedBench.co.uk is the website. Contact at ShiftedBench.co.uk is uh, the email address. Where can people follow you on the internet, Jen? Uh, you can find me at, at Pilot Inspectors on Twitter, and I have a Party of Five Rewatch podcast called Closer to Free. Excellent. Thank you all for listening, and we'll speak to you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.